0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Nick's World of Sports. This is episode 3 of Nick's World of Sports. My name is Nick Zahola. Thank you for joining us. Uh, a quick few notes before we get into this. It's gonna be a lot of baseball today with All-Star break, Home Run Derby, the Derek Jeter documentary that came out, all the whole nine yards with it today. I'll kind of get into it. We'll do some great, we'll talk about like standings, you know, who was the winners and losers of the first half. We'll touch on a draft a little bit. I got a lot of my draft stuff like a little later I had a whole episode recorded already for the whole Juan Soto rejecting the 440 million dollar deal and he's going to be traded now the the Nationals are looking to move him before the deadline or something like that if they can't come to an agreement I had a whole episode recorded I stayed up till like three in the morning recording it before a flight I took down to North Carolina to go see some family this weekend it's my grandmother's birthday I haven't seen her in so long it was awesome to see her. Awesome to see some family, but unfortunately that episode I recorded it, saved it, I thought I uploaded it, never got uploaded. I went to go upload it when I got to the hotel down there. The file was corrupted, wasn't there. Or if it was there, it was like maybe twenty minutes of it. It stunk. So that sucks. Also today a little new. I've been talking about using my camera and like you probably heard in the last episode where I said, ah crap, my camera died. I have my camera now, it's plugged into the wall, hopefully it's going to work the whole way, and uh, I'm hoping to upload some of these podcasts on YouTube so you can go and watch them there, and without further ado, let's get right into the whole All-Star Weekend or All-Star Week festivities, and let's talk about the Home Run Derby. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. A lot of people thought Pete was going to win it. I was one of the few that said, you know what, I don't think he's going to win it. I don't, ne- three in a row has never been done. It would have been impressive if he did it. And the Met fans, unfortunately, that was your World Series. This is their World Series every year the last few years. It was the Pete Alonso winning the Home Run Derby. They celebrated it like the World Series. They might as well put up freaking banners for it because that's the only a notable thing they've done the last few years besides two claims to a paper championship and a World Series like loss to the, I believe it was the Royals in 2015. Yes, it was the Royals in 2015. But that's beside the point here. The point today is this as I unplug my computer from the wall, nice job, that, uh, you know, the Home Run Derby, it's a special event. It is always going to be a special event when it comes to All-Star Weekend. It's like the slam dunk contest of baseball, for those of you who aren't too acquitted or not acquitted, uh, acquainted with the concept of the Home Run Derby. And you have some of the best players in the league go out there and just hit nukes. The concept's changed over the years. I'm Still not a fan of the whole timed home run derby. I think it's stupid. I really think it's stupid. I like that it's faster paced, but it's stupid. Because, like, it's just rushing everything. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, let's really look at their swings. I like the whole concept of you get 10 outs. Everything that's not a home run is an out. And whoever has the most home runs at the end of that wins. I get it. It's hard to warm up a bit. But come on it's the whole it's not like it's just stupid to me i hate it i've always that's been my one of my hot takes i hate the setup of the home run derby now i do like the whole i guess in a way like you're fighting for a prize the bracket this that but i'm still not a fan of the way it works i just am not and i feel like it at the end of the day like i'll talk to this stat right now juan soto did win last night if you didn't know that and juan soto did put on a show he did what he needed to do to win But that kid Julio Rodriguez, first off, stud from the Seattle Mariners, gonna be Rookie of the Year in the American League. I don't. He hit what was it like 90 something homers, and Juan Soto only hit like 52. And Soto won. Soto had an easier path too. Like uh, Rodriguez had to outduel Corey Seager, and he he did outduel Corey Seager. He made he beat him by a very comfortable margin. He beat Pete Alonso by a comfortable margin. He hit high 30s both rounds. Then he hits, I believe, 18 in the next round. Maybe it wasn't 90s then. Probably like high 80s, maybe low 90s. I don't know. But point rest assured, Julio Rodriguez hit the most home runs of the night. Now, the term home run derby used to mean if you hit the most home runs at the end of the night, you won. Or if you had the most out of two rounds, you advance to the next round. Final round, you go one-on-one with the guy who didn't, who also had the most home runs in that side of the bracket. And then the winner would be determined out of the two highest home run totals in the, two, in the first two rounds. I like that concept. I don't like the whole concept of, oh, it's rushed. You get the extra time, whatever. the extra minute for hitting balls over 440 feet. All right, cool, I guess. But I don't know. I think it just kills the endurance of these guys. It really does. And a guy like Pete Alonso, everyone's like, oh, he's built forward. I heard it all week from Mets fans. My brother... Buddy Blake, a bunch of the Mets fans in my ear just like, oh, Pete's going to win three in a row Pete's different, this, that Yeah, but what happened there? Julio shut him down I kept seeing on Twitter, if you guys follow on Twitter a big Yankees fan, I believe his username is Frankie's Too Loud or something like that tweeted out something about this being the World Series for the Mets and uh, he's like, well, the Mets just lost the World Series right there, that's the only thing they'll be able to celebrate this year Sorry about it or whatever, and I thought that was really funny. And I think that's kind of true, because the last few years, like, that's all they really have had to look forward to, Mets fans. And I'm sorry. I know the team's good now, but I still think that's the best thing you're going to be celebrating this year was if Pete won the home run derby again. Because I don't see them making it out of the NL. I know the pitching's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bullpen's terrible. They need another bat to really scare the hell out of me, because there's some teams that are really scary. I don't know. The NL's kind of a crapshoot, in my opinion. That's my hot take, but... We'll see. We will see the next half of baseball. uh, Yeah, shout-out to Soto. He did win. At the end of the day, he had the most home runs out of every round that he participated in. He beat Jose Ramirez. He beat Albert Pujols, which was no surprise. What was more surprising was that Pujols made it that far. Kyle Schwarber absolutely sold. He looked... I couldn't believe it. The guy who has the second most home runs in the league... One of the best raw power hitters in baseball. A guy hits freaking bombs. Just had nothing. He looked terrible. I should say looked terrible, but, like, he couldn't beat 40-something-year-old Albert Pujols. And Pujols is in there as a pity. Damn. All I got to say that is, Jesus, man. Go find God or something or go look in the mirror You're built for this kind of event, Schwarber. I picked Klaus Schwarber to win, too. That's who I was saying was going to win the home run derby once the field was announced. I knew Acuna wasn't going to win. I knew Seager wasn't. Seager would have been a really cool story, too, that he won it. Or not a cool story, but it would have been cool if he won it. Pujols, no shot. Soto, I picked last year, and Soto didn't win. I was like, "Ah, I'm kind of going to stay away from him. And it was down to, like, really Pete and Julio Rodriguez. I thought it would be cool if the rookie won it because it's really a young man's event. Judge won it when he was a rookie. Stanton did well when he was younger in it. Robbie Cano when he was kind of young or in his prime won it. No. It was just cool to see a showdown, though, between two of the league's brightest young stars and Juan Soto, the 23-year-old veteran, which is hysterical to say, and Julio Rodriguez, who is the best Rodriguez the Mariners have had since some dude named Alex broke into the league. They're good. The Mariners, by the way. The Mariners are good. They're winning a lot. They're not losing anymore. And I really do like the way this team is looking. I do like, I did like the final round a little bit because it was two young guys. It's not like I was seeing Albert holes versus Pete Alonzo. I think I would have killed myself if that was the uh, the final. I wouldn't say kill myself. I'd probably, you know, not. I'd probably turn it off and not watch because that'd be like my worst nightmare. Not anything against Albert. Just come on, like then everyone's just going easy. All right, enough home run derby. Enough of this. This is something that doesn't matter beyond last night and beyond this weekend. Let's get into the starting lineups for the American and National League. Now, the pitchers were named. It is going to be Shane McClanahan of the Rays going for the American League, and a bit of a head scratcher in the National League. It's Clayton Kershaw going for the National League, and I would have not neither of I, probably, I don't think I would have went zero for two with my guesses on all star pitchers. Who was going to start? I thought it was going to be either Verlander or somehow they get wacky and throw a Cortez out there, which would have been cool, but I thought it was going to be Verlander versus someone else not named, Clayton Kershaw, maybe a a Corbin Burns or someone like that, or Sandy Alcantara or Alcantara. Alcantara, excuse me, I just found out the other day. It's Alcantara. Sandy Alcantara should have started in my opinion too because he is a stud. And, I mean, the All-Star game starter doesn't mean you're going to win to Cy Young, but I guess, you know, it's in L.A., nostalgia, whatever. Oh, Clayton Kershaw, this, that. And he's been pitching well this year, and he deserves to be an All-Star. But, yeah, all right. Unless it's something to do with rotational stuff and, like, you know, those guys pitched and had to get up their spots because they're not going to be able to pitch in the All-Star game. Fine. I get it. And, you know what? Well-deserved, Clayton, I guess, because you've had some really good games this year. You've looked good again. And McClanahan's been, like, kind of like this out-of-nowhere story of the year outside of maybe, like, Nestor Cortez. But those two in the American League have been like, wow. And Verlander had every right to start this game, too, because Verlander's been pitching well, too. I I hate Justin Verlander, the guy. I hate what he says to the media. Always bitching, it seems like. Recently, when he's got to Houston, I feel like he's a bit ungrateful as an athlete, but the guy can pitch. He's 39 off of Tommy John. He hasn't pitched since the... Beginning of the COVID lockout year. He could pitch. He could pitch with some of the best. He really can. And I'm I'm saying what he's doing is something like Tom Brady esque right now. He looks like he hasn't lost a step and he's still competing with some of the best in baseball. And that's awesome to hear that. The batting orders were set. We all know who the starters are. There have been some replacements in the All Star game. Like for example, the big news was Jose Altuve's not going. He's injured. I'm doing air quotes if you can't see this on the camera. He's injured and he's not going to play. I think there's another reason that he's not going. Should I say it? I think I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm gonna say it. It's because he doesn't want to get booed and ridiculed and torn apart at an All-Star game, a game that's a friendly. I think he's a coward for not showing up. He knows what he did wrong. All the Astros know what they did wrong. They're going to get booed. They're, they get booed pretty much every time they're on a road. They, I mean, that's what you do when you cheat. That's just how cookie crumbles. And you got to be a man. Jose Altuve is not a man. Jose Altuve is a midget. A short person. Jose Altuve is a coward. He's a baby. And he's a wuss for, for bowing out of the All-Star game. for. This is probably the main reason. I doubt he's hurt. Or if he's... He's not going to show up at all. He said, no, nope, no, you can take that all-star nomination and just shove it. I knew it. a lot of people didn't vote for him. That was voter fraud. I knew it, too. I, I wouldn't have voted him for there, to be there either. But when it matters most, Jose, why don't you just show up? Let him boo you. You're on the biggest stage of the world. You were voted into the game by the fans, and some of your peers even wanted you there. That was cowardly. That is cowardly that you don't want to go to the All-Star game because it's at Dodger Stadium, Chavez Ravine. You can't hide there if the Wolf Classics there and somehow you guys make it. You can't hide from them forever. You can't hide from the doubters forever, Jose. I learned that as an athlete. You can't hide from this. You can't always get your way. Just how it is. Enough about him and his little trash can fiasco. Starters are set, and the batting order is set. And it's an intriguing one. And I think this lineup's really damn good for the American League. You got Otani leading off in DHing. You have Judge and Wright batting second. Garrett Cole's boogeyman, Rafael Devers, batting third, playing third base. You got Vladdy Jr. at first base, cleaning up. You got Giancarlo Giga Chad Stanton in left, batting fifth. The finally healthy superstar from the Twins, Byron Buxton, batting 7th. Is it? No, 6th, excuse me. Batting 6th, playing center field. Great choice, great selection, as I know trap bowed out of the All-Star game. Good replacement in the starting lineup. Batting 7th is Josh Donaldson's uh, favorite little bitch, in a way. And... uh Known white white person racist, Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson's good, though. All right, I'm going to get all that out of the way. I just am mad because of the whole thing like, with the Donaldson thing. That's just a little silly. But Tim Anderson, batting seventh. Jimenez of the Guardians. I had to hesitate there. I almost said the other name for Cleveland again. Jimenez of the Guardians. He'll bat eighth and play second. And rounding out the lineup is course because the blue jays fans had to get their guy in there alejandro kirk catching behind the dish i mean kirk deserves it though him and trevino both deserve to start in my opinion but kirk's put up the better hitting numbers trevino's a better defender apparently with fan vote defense doesn't matter doesn't freaking matter so kirk's gonna be behind the dish and rounding out the lineup everyone will probably get in that batter too and whatever whatever and then we got the national league lineup which is a little bit weaker in my opinion, but it's interesting. At leading off and right, you got Ronald Acuña Jr., the second highest vote getter in all of baseball this year. Electric talent. You got Mookie Betts playing center, batting second, the hometown guy. Batting third is uh, LA Dodgers uh, enemy now. Manny Machado, he'll play third. Cleaning up will be right now in my opinion one of the front runners for the National League MVP, Paul Goldschmidt playing first base. You got Trey Turner, another Dodger hometown guy. He'll play short, bat, sit, bat fifth. And this is where it gets fun. Wilson Contreras behind the plate, batting sixth. Batting seventh is his brother. DHing. that's awesome. Then we got batting seventh. Batting eighth, uh, my brother's least favorite starter. And he always complained about him that Marte should be starting over him. I, I could see the argument, but, again, sometimes a fan vote gets it wrong batting seventh said no, batting eighth playing the number seven position in left field that'll be jock peterson and rounding out the lineup because jazz chisholm can't go can't play still on the IL. And he's not feeling up to it you met fans get a win you got a freaking win you get jeff mcneil starting at second base mcneil does deserve to start i would have like to have seen jazz there instead but jazz is hurt he can't play I guess McNeil's the next best option, and good for Jeff McNeil having a big bounce back year after last year when him and Frankie Lindor nearly killed each other in a in a tunnel or saw a raccoon or giant rat or possum, whatever they said it was. But yeah, it's good to see McNeil in there. I think they're both they both got it right. You could argue for Marte to start. I agree, Marte probably should be starting in the National League. But I mean, Jock's still the baddest bitch on the planet that rocks pearls. He doesn't rock the pearls as much anymore, but he's still a bad fucking bitch, and he hits bombs. And it's cool to see him start. It's cool to see him start. And, I mean, you can maybe argue that Dansby deserved to start over Trey Turner, but Trey Turner is too good. Trey Turner is too good. And I think the outfield line is a little wacky, because Betts isn't a center fielder by trade, I'm pretty sure. He's a right fielder. He's a damn good right fielder, but so is Acuna Jr. Sucks not to see Freddie Freeman there, because Freddie Freeman's usually a mainstay in the National League, but... You know, that's tough. It's tough. Getting back to the All-Star starters. Again, we said left-hander Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers, and Razor's left-hander Shane McClanahan will be starting the All-Star game. A little weird to see McClanahan starting, but again, he deserves it. He deserves it. Uh, We'll get back into something here. A comment that was made by Astros coach and known choker in the playoffs, Dusty Baker. And uh, Dusty said something a little silly about Shane McClanahan. And uh, for once, I'm backing up the Rays on this. Dusty Baker via Jeff Passan. This is a tweet I have. I have it pulled up right here on my phone. And I'm going to read it to you guys. American League manager, Dusty Baker, on American League starter, Shane McClanahan. Quote, I have never seen him pitch. End quote. Dude. And there's receipts from this too. From Passan also. For the record... Dusty Baker has seen Shane McClanahan pitch in a 2021 ALCS game. Or 2020, excuse me, I believe, because I don't think they made it in 2021. 2020 ALCS game in relief, and he allowed three runs in 1.2 innings. I suppose it was not a particularly memorable outing. People forget that McClanahan made his debut in that wonky year where it was the ALCS... And it was the COVID year, the weird playoff format, the bubbles, this that, and he re- he came out of the pen. I saw him too, and I'm like, oh shit, this guy throws ninety eight. He's got gas. He has good stuff. Shane McClanahan's a good pitcher, but it's like Dusty Baker. If you're the manager of the Houston cheating Astros, and you see this kid pitching, like, you gotta pay attention. Pay attention. You gotta remember at least the kid. I mean, I knew he gave up runs and stuff, but the kid's got stuff. How do you not remember that? That's just a silly statement by a silly manager. All right, I'm going to just step away from the mic for a couple of minutes, kind of just, you know, figure a few things out real quick, give myself a bit of a break. And uh, while I do that, I just want to tell you a few words about the microphones I just got. I'm not sponsored by them. I'd love to be sponsored by them, but I just want to shout them out real quick, so stick around for that message. I'd love to give a huge shout-out to movo microphones and movo equipment i don't even know what they are this is really awesome stuff i found it on amazon really cheap i got four microphones four little of these uh you know i don't even know what they're called like it's like a selfie stick almost one of these things that kind of just latch down to my desktop do the job Great quality. I got the headphones as well. The headphones are awesome quality. I'm able to hear so many good things. I can hear like almost every little thing. It's awesome. They're better than having just a regular pair of AirPods or Beats it when I'm recording and stuff. I love the the quality of everything. Huge shout out to them. I hope they'll sponsor me one day. But this is, if you're trying to get started with streaming, podcasts, or even if you just want a better mic to talk into when you're on the on a Zoom call or whatever, I'd say get a Movo mic. These are some of the highest quality mics out there. And, uh, yeah, let's get right back into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Thanks for listening to that little, uh, I guess, ad, but not really an ad. Kind of just more of a spiel about thank you, Movo Mics, for sponsoring. Not sponsoring, but, like, for sending me all this stuff. And it was pretty cheap. It's really awesome microphones. It works well. And, yeah, I couldn't have the setup I have or, you know, the opportunity to record like I have now without them it sound really really crappy like the first couple like in quality but uh, let's get into some I guess some quick you know let's talk about the season so far shall we let's get into some standings right now some looks at uh you know winners and losers of the first half I'm just typing it on my computer because uh I didn't pull up yet but um i'll compare that to what i had predicted i'm in a group at my work where we predicted the mlb standings and i kind of did well and i also did terrible so let's start off let's go with what actually is out there right now in the league we'll start off with the american league east the best division in baseball fight me on it every team is 500 or better We'll start from the top. The Yankees are just a juggernaut this year. Everything they touch has turned into gold. This is a team a lot of people didn't expect to be this close or be this far. But I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at their stuff. This team's only lost 28 games. They've won 64 games at the break. There's only one other team in all of baseball that has 60 or more wins, and that is the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are 60 and 30. We'll get into the Dodgers in a little bit. When we get to the National League, but American League, Yankees, they had a bit of a rough stretch at the end of the, uh, right before the break, they kind of, you know, limped, someone would say, but I wouldn't say limp-limped. They kind of just had a tough time, like finishing it out, that a few games that they they kind of need to get punched in the mouth a bit. And, you know, this team's just incredible. Again, everything they touch turns into gold. Look at Matt Carpenter. What a story he was. Sends out an email says I'm back, and the only team that responds is the Yankees. And I'll give I'll give you my honest response. When the Yankees signed him, and I saw him hitting, in I believe it was yeah that was the Tampa weekend. The first time we went down to Tampa, we won. I think it was I think we split that weekend, or we won three out of four. And I was like, oh fuck, why the hell is Matt Carpenter on the roster? This guy is a washed up bum. He was in Triple A. Cashman, stop dumpster diving, and. It turned into, oh, shit, look at this guy. He's literally Babe Ruth. I was listening to Talking Yanks today on my way to the airport. It was the episode after the uh, the Red Sox series. And they're saying, like, Matt Carpenter's hitting, like, 350 or th- something against righties. He's hitting 400 against lefties or 402 or some shit like that. That is impressive, those splits. He's just raking, absolutely raking. He is one of the uh, he's turned his career around so much i saw a good mlb network segment they're talking about how his swing looks so different he changed everything he's been that guy this year and awesome it's awesome matt carpenter's what a find the only problem with the Yankees right now is just joey gallo and i guess ikf a little bit trevino has been a great find great trade for him the bullpen's been good everyone's been pretty good so far not a lot of complaints maybe outside of gallo and higgy a little bit of licky because licky is like he should be pitching high leverage and boone throws him at high leverage same with the Brayu, but i mean you can't really complain too much with it hopefully johnny lasagna gets back to form he he's someone that probably needs the reset uh let's move on i guess i can't stop talking about him i know i'm a huge yankees fan i'll stop the uh you know the yankee talk The Rays are the Rays. They're 13 games back of the Yankees, and this is the best division in baseball. They're 51 and 41. Really good at home. They're 31 and 18 at the trap, although no one shows up. Their road splits are terrible. They're 20 and 23 on the road. They just lost Shane Boz for a while. He's probably not going to be back till September, and he's one of their top prospects. That was a big piece in the Chris Archer deal that landed them Austin Meadows and Tyler Glass now, who's Still not here. We don't know when he'll be back. I haven't heard much on his, not Cy Young, ugh. Tommy John progress, probably next year. We'll see Tyler Glass now. They're just mid. The defense looks terrible. They're just dealing with injuries, you know. They're without, last time I saw them, they were super injured. They didn't have their best reliever in JP FireEisen. They didn't have another stud in Wander Franco who's dealing with some, I believe, hamstring issues. They kevin kiermeyer's done it looks like for the season or not done for the season like he's done for a while he's been on the shelf for a while i'll tell you that and it's just been a rough ride like you have a lot of young guys on this team that are very unproven and struggle at the major league level taylor walls is a hell of a defender but i don't know why he hits the yankees but he hasn't hit that much um there's Vidal bruhan has been a bit disappointing i last i saw him he was hitting way under the mendoza line like worse than gallo can't make contact with the ball. He's got all the tools, Brew on. He could be good, but he just hasn't been good. He can't he just been terrible. Then pitching wise he's got a nice surprise in uh, Shane McClanahan, who's been really good this year. I mean really good this year. But again, the Rays just have had a hard time. It's Not that Cash has lost his touch, it's just don't know just a little bit of everything going wrong the only things that have been going right for them my opinion is that trade where they made for Austin Meadows they brought in Isak Paredes and everyone's like who the hell is he dude has been on fire to end the first half he had a 300 home run game against the Yankees seems like he's hitting a home run every night and uh Randy Abductor Arena the guy who abducted a child and still gets to play in the league Randy Rosarena he um he had a decent close to the half I think he's stupid overrated could have one playoff run and he shouldn't have won rookie of the year last year i think Wander franco should have won it all right enough of my bias uh razor good or mid in my opinion but they have the th- they're tied for the third best record in the american league they're in a wild card as of today let's move on to the rest of the division to another wild card team the uh the toronto blue jays Again, all these teams in the American League East, besides the Yankees, have losing. The Yankees and the Red Sox have losing records on the road. We got the Blue Jays are not bad at home; they're thirty and nineteen, which is one less win and one more loss than the Rays have at home. But on the road, they're twenty and twenty-four, and they're fifty and forty-three. They're just not good, as or as good as they should be, at least. This team I expected to be fighting with the Yankees, and I thought this was going to be a dogfight for the division. The Yankees have run away with this. The Blue Jays are just, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Vladdy's kind of, I wouldn't say regressed, but having a uh, bit of a hangover season after last year. Had a great start, too, the three-home run game against the Yankees. Just He hasn't been much. They fired Montoyo recently, which I don't know what that's going to do for them, because I like Charlie Montoyo, to be honest. You don't tell the Blue Jays that, but I really like Charlie Montoyo. But just, like, I don't know. What else is there to be done? Like, what else could they do? Barrios looks like a nightmare. Like, for a Blue Jays fan, he's looked terrible. Some of his starts. His opening day start, I saw that. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you ever see the movie Major League, and you see Bobby Euchre? It's like, and here's the pitch. Oh, shit. That's what I thought about Barrios on opening day. Didn't make it out of the first inning. He struggled mightily this year. And like, this is a guy they're paying him like a number one and he's pitching like he should he, he shouldn't even be in the rotation sometimes he looks that bad when he's bad they have a lot of money tied up to him too the next few years they signed up to a huge extension like and they gave up like i think it was two and three or two and four in their system last year for jose Barrios. i mean yeah you had to sign him to defend that but that was just a that might set you back a bit if Barrios can't find it kevin gosman's looked good He's look great. Alec Manoa is a stud. And he's also a bit of a boogeyman for the Yankees. And, uh, you say Kikuchi, they're they're ruining him. They're like, oh, we gotta take out that little hesitation in your delivery. They're trying to make it more fluid. And he just hasn't looked good. I think Kikuchi, he needs that hesitation. It's like all the, all the, like, pitchers that aren't from America don't. I'm not trying to say, like, a bad thing. But, like, it's like typically all the, uh, Korean league or Japanese guys have a little hitch or a pause in their motion. That's natural for them. I guess that they're taught like that They're trying to teach an old dog a new trick in a way and it's not gonna work Yes, the flu the motion looks more fluid. Yes His timing's probably a little better on pitches, but he just looks uncomfortable out there from my perspective As a fan if I was a fan of the Blue Jays, which I'm not really a big fan of them At least the team now cuz I'm not a big Bichette guy. I like Guerrero. I like Biggio. I'm not a big Espinal fan. I think Espinal is the worst all-star that got voted into the game. He's not as good as everyone says. There's plenty of guys that can name better than Santiago Espinal to even play for the Yankees. But I don't know. Just like I don't understand the Blue Jays. I don't understand what they're doing. I don't get it. Kikuchi just looks lost. All right, enough of those bozos. Let's move to the other bozos the ones who haven't won a series against their division all year, the Boston Red Sox, who are now looking on the outside, on the outside looking in, I should say, of a playoff spot in that new expanded wild card. How do you not win a series all year against a team in your division? And Baltimore started off like shit. They did. They've been on fire since calling up Adley, but you still haven't beaten them in a series. I get it. You guys can clown the Yankees for losing a series to the Reds. Shit happens. I get it. You're going to lose to bad teams, but you can't beat a single team in this division and you were in the American League Championship Series last year. Yes, I know Chris Sale was hurt, and Chris Sale's back on the injured list because he broke his pinky when Aaron Hicks hit a line drive off it. Yes, I know you lost some pieces, but not big ones. You still have Devers, you have Bogarts. You brought in Trevor Story. How are you this bad? I mean, as a Yankees fan, I'm hysterically ha- laughing at this, and I'm so happy. But this team has serious pieces. Their bullpen's been okay-ish. they starting rotation on paper. They only lost Eduardo Rodriguez. I mean, this should be a, a good unit. They moved Tanner Houck into the bullpen to be the closer, and Tanner Houck's been a good closer, except for when he's playing, I guess. The Yankees are when he needs to be vaccinated in Toronto. Devers is crushing balls and uh, packing a lip. I'm packing more than a lip, more like a full fucking mouth. Looks like Lenny Dykstra back in the day. If you've ever seen the pictures of Lenny Dykstra with all that chewing tobacco when he and on the steroids back in his day, but the difference is Devers is just crushing the ball and he's actually playing well. Rafi Devers is having a career year. Xander Bogart has turned it around. Trevor Story's had flashes of being really good and flashes of looking really bad. I was clowning that signing earlier in the year, but now I'm not as much because he's been playing well. Christian Vasquez is meh, okay. Behind the dish. They still got to figure out first base. I don't think Bobby Dahlbeck. He's going to be the answer. I know Bobby Dolbeck's handsome in his home runs. And Boston fans love him. But I don't know. And I think Franchi Cordero is just like a little bit more consistent. Joey Gallo. But he still kind of sucks. And he's not fielded by trade. Boston has to get a first baseman at the deadline. If they want to be somewhat competitive and they need bullpen help, Boston's definitely a big loser right now. So far in the American League East, I'd say the Yankees, A-plus. Rotting away with it. Rays, I'll give him a B because this is kind of where they expect to be, but they should be a little better. There's room to improve. Blue Jays, I'm giving a... I'll give a B- to, because at least they're not the Red Sox. They're still in a playoff spot, and they're, you know, decent. Red Sox, that's a D... Dude, you you guys get a D-plus in my book. That is just atrocious, that you guys aren't as good as you are, with all the talent. And, I don't know, you guys should be a lot better than what you are. Like, a lot better than what you are. Let's move on to the surprise, though. Two games behind the Bum Socks. How about the Baltimore Orioles and what they've been able to do? How about them Orioles? I know they moved the fence back in Camden. I was like, ah, oh, that's going to stop a lot of uh, young talent from hitting. They're, they've won eight of their last ten. Going into the break, they have a 25 and 17 record at home. That's better than Boston's home record. On the road, they're 21 and 29, which is abysmal. I'll say that, but Baltimore's fighting for a playoff spot. They're not too far out of a wild card. They're a few games out. Because I believe Boston's a game behind uh, the Mariners. Well, Boston's three games behind the Mariners, two behind the Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays had the last wild card as we speak. And Baltimore's two behind Boston. We're two and a half, really, but Baltimore's 500 at the break. Bravo, bravo, bravo. I believe it's the Angelos family doing something right. Adley Rudgman's good. Got Grayson Rodriguez next year after he uh, recovers from injury. He's going to come up. Cedric Mullins now looks untradeable. So does Ryan Mountcastle, Anthony Santander. And uh, maybe you think about moving Trey Mancini for someone that's about major league ready. Or if you're going to put together a big package and go after Soto, like I know it's on the lost episode. I'm going to call that episode the lost episode from now, the one that got wiped from my computer. But he'd be a good, intriguing piece to throw on the Soto deal. Unless, and I guess he gets Josh Bell in return or something, but... I mean, that's just me being stupid right there saying they get Josh Bell in return, but this is a nice team. I like the Orioles. They're fun to watch. They're fun to watch, and I'm really excited because I think they're starting to turn around. They just need some pitching. If you know, John Means next year coming back from injury, you got Grayson Rodriguez next year, if it isn't this year that they make the playoffs next year they're going to be a really good contention for a playoff spot teams like boston maybe tampa i don't think it's sustainable for them right now they might fall off next year but baltimore's got a good chance and i think baltimore right now if they're not in the american league east they're sitting second or third in almost every division this baltimore orioles team is good there's a stat I said the second episode that they're on They have the same amount of wins and losses as the Mets right now. And they're on pace with a lot of teams like that in the Mets. They're not too far behind in wins recently. Well, Boston now has faltered hard. But the only teams that are better than them recently were like the Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers, the Braves. Super hot teams. Teams that have been on fire most of the year. And they were better than teams like the White Sox, the Blue Jays, the Rays, the guardians the whites i said the white Sox. the uh i want to say like the marlins which is another team that's supposed to be really well or the padres but all right enough of that all orioles you guys get an a-minus on my grades it's an a-minus start grade a-minus let's move to the central minnesota twins 27 and 22 at home 23 and 22 away lost three of their last 10 and won three of their last ten, excuse me. And they're 50-44, and 44, and they currently are two games up on the Cleveland Guardians. But not much else to say there. I mean, that lineup's a little top-heavy. You have Lu- Luisa Rice, Carlos Correa, all-star starter Byron Buxton. And you have a few other intriguing pieces, like Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela, former Yankees. Miguel Sano is always intriguing. Pitching, pitching, pitching is what I'm saying their need is at the deadline. They need to go out there and get some solid starters. Now, trading Pirels looks silly. It looked a little silly, but hey, no complaints here. I did not expect. I even with the Correa signing, signing, and after the trade Garver for Kiner-Falefa, and then flip him immediately to the Yankees thing, and they got rid of Donaldson's contract off the books, so they were able to go get Correa. Even after all that, you know what? I'm a little surprised. I don't think I see the Twins in first place i see they'd maybe be fighting for a wild card, but I don't think they'd be better than the White Sox or the Guardians. Hell, even the Tigers I thought were going to be better. They got a B-plus in my book and a grade. If it's a grade, they just need to go get a starter. They got to be active. I mean, you got a gift from the Blue Jays last year when uh, they traded you two of their top prospects for Barrios. Why don't you use those guys and maybe someone else, package it, and go get Luis Castillo. I'd love to see another team go get him, obviously, in the American League East, but why don't you go get Castillo or another starter? Like, wouldn't that be the move? Or go get someone like uh, Frankie Montas? You You need a starter, end of the day. If you want to compete, you want to actually win a playoff game. You don't want to get daddied by the Yankees or the Astros in the first round. Go win a playoff game. Go get a pitcher. You need the starter. Bullpen's not bad. You have some guys with nasty stuff, but go get a starter. You need an ace. Let's move on down to division, to a team that's been surprising me a little more too. Another team that I think is going to be kind of B-range grade, I'd probably just say a B for them because they're kind of meh, is the Cleveland Guardians sitting two games back in the loss column. Only 46 wins the show, though. I mean, Jose Ramirez, J-Ramp, is having an MVP season. He's always had have MVP seasons kind of looked lost when the yankees came to town i noticed but i don't know he just plays well when he doesn't play against the yankees sometimes he's good very good he can do everything on the field five tool player i mean he looks chubby as hell but he could steal a bag he can play his great defense hits the ball well and his loyalty to cleveland is shown he signed that big extension i i really like what they're doing right now with j-ram so i think their pitching's electric their pitching looks really good again this year Bieber and McKenzie have nice stuff. Obviously, Bieber's a former Cy Younger. McKenzie's looked good when he has, when he's on, he's on. I like to see them go get some another bat because Framil Reyes is kind of struggling a bit. I mean, Josh Naylor is that guy. He's him, Himothy, whatever you want to call him. He wants all the smoke, Josh Naylor. I love watching Josh Naylor play because he brings that intensity, that fire that every team needs. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Josh Naylor is good. They just need a little bit more help, and they'll get there. If not this year, maybe another year or two down the road. The Lindor loss looks a little bad. Ahmed Rosario's not much. Jimenez has been a nice surprise. All-star starter, baby. Yeah, nothing else to say. Again, like, kind of like grade B. That's good. I would have probably put them in, if I had to guess earlier in the year, they'd be probably lower. Let's go into more of the disappointments of the division, down to the next two. The White Sox, we'll start with. Yes, I get it. They're injured to hell and all back. They're a good team, but they're supposed to be a really good team. This is a team supposed to be a World Series favorite, a World Series contender starting the year. They are fi- exactly 500. They have the same exact record as the Baltimore Orioles. How does that happen? They are 19-25 and 25 at home. They can't win at home. There's seven of their last three, but they can't win at home. They just can't. They're, like, allergic to it. And this isn't a team that has only one guy. They're starting pitching Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn, Luis. Not Luis. Uh, Lucas Giolito. Three guys that could be under the term of number one starter, number two starter, ace type shit. Lance Lynn was a Cy Young contender. Lucas Giolito was a Cy Young contender. And Dylan Cease is having a breakout season. He deserved to be in the All Star game. In the bullpen, you got Liam Hendricks. You shedding Kimbrel for. Uh, who is it? Pollock, AJ Pollock. That was a good move letting Kimbrel walk because you can see what's happening now with AJ, not AJ, Craig Kimbrell. It hasn't been him, self. But I'm giving this team a C minus for a great. This is horrible. Tony La Russa needs to be fired like two years ago. I know it's Jerry Reinsdorf's cigar buddy, and Jerry Reinsdorf's kind of known after if you've watched The Last Dance, Jerry Reinsdorf's known as a uh, kind of a weird owner, not a nep, but a bit of a clown at times does things his way it's his way or the highway apparently but i don't know i'm not a fan of the move i'm not a fan of the move at all let's uh, move on to a team that has been so disappointing in my eyes the detroit tigers can't hit for shit they are terrible i picked them i think second or third in the division this year i'll go to my predictions after this but i had them high up and they have been disappointing the hell out of me Javi Baez is terrible. He is so bad. God, that guy sucks. Not worth that contract at all. Not worth it at all. Terrible grade. No, grade F. Grade F. Horrible. And they're only one game up on the next team on our list. The Kansas City Royals who just embarrassed the Blue Jays in Toronto. They brought up half their minor league team. They won a game against them. They beat the Blue Jays in Toronto. Ten of, their, ten of their guys went vaccinated. One of them's all-star Andrew Benintendi. The other one, Whit Merrifield. Those are just two of the big names that they didn't have. And they still went and won. That's, that's wild to me. Am I right? Like, guys. Guys. I got much else to say. Grade F, again, because they're just mid. Not mid, below mid. They're terrible. D. D. I'll give them D. Grade D. Just because they have Andrew Benatendi and Zach Granke. AL West. Let's start with the asterisks. The cheat Astros. 59-32, second best record in the American League. They are 28-14 and at home. And they're 31-18 and on the road. They've won six of their last ten. They're good. They're really good. Their pitching staff has been surprisingly good. I thought they'd take a hit after losing Granke, not having the, the uh, I call them the world domination big three of Verlander, Cole, and Granke. I thought that was the best one, two, three punch uh, starting rotation ever in my lifetime because I haven't seen DeGrom, Scherzer, and Walker yet. But that was a really good three. I thought they'd feel the effect of losing Granke, but they haven't. Framber Valdez, nasty. Luis Garcia does that weird-ass motion. Nasty. Justin Verlander's Tom Brady of baseball, it looks like. Jose Urquidy's been okay. Been solid. And yeah, they're good. Fran- uh, Fran- uh, Jordan Alvarez is really hitting the ball well, and he's a stud. He just can't play the field. Uh, Jose Midget is having an okay year. Yuli Gurriel, we're starting to see the uh, decline of him. But Jeremy Pena, that shortstop, has been picking it up. And he looks like he's going to be a star. The Astros are like, all right, take Correa. Let let Correa walk. Fine. We got this guy. And he's hitting well. they got to find a center fielder. Jose Siri is not your center fielder right now. He's still a little too raw. He's hitting 150. Jose Siri is not your center fielder. JJ Matajevic is uh, a, a bit of a surprise. Someone who's been suspended a few times in the minor leagues. Bit of a surprise for them. They need a catcher and they need a center fielder. Bregman is just okay enough to pass at third base right now. He's struggling so much without the sign-stealing. They need that and maybe a little bit more help in the bullpen because Ryan Presley's not that good. He struggles a lot against big teams. But I think for sure they're going to go out there. They're going to shop hard for Wilson Contreras, although they love Martín Maldonado. They just called up that kid who's their number two prospect. He's a catcher. And he's supposed to be pretty good. But no, no, They love Maldi, but I think it's time to move on from Maldi. Because, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't hear anyone get all excited. Like, oh, my God, we have Martín Maldonado catching tonight. Let's freaking go. No, I don't hear that. It's like, what has Martín Maldonado done for me lately? Hit 140? Or hit under the Mendoza? Well under the Mendoza? It's not going to cut it for long. And he can't keep uh, Crawford botched uh fortunate. I think it's time they move on from Maldi. Sorry to say it, Astros fans. Great for the first half of the season, A-. minus. Couldn't have done much better. We'll see them against the Yankees in a couple days. Let's go into the next big surprise team in baseball. The Seattle Mariners got to a really slow start. Then they started fighting everybody, and they got on a huge win streak. I can't even begin to say enough. They're 24-20 at home and 27-22 in a row. They're 51-42, nine games out of the lead in the AL West. They have the second wild card. Dog. They lost a couple of They lost Kikuchi. No, I thought that would be a big blow. but They still have Abraham Toro. They still have J.P. Crawford. Ty France is an all-star. Thank you, guys, for listening and putting him into the all-star game. Julio Rodriguez, dog. Absolute dog. We touched on him earlier. I don't even have to get into Julio Rodriguez any further. Studs, studs. Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker, two a, not A's, Reds cast-offs from last year when they started to tear it down and rebuild a bit, but this team's good. Robbie Ray's finding it again. It's good to see that. The Cy Young Award winner by default in the American League last year, Robbie Ray. He's good. He's got good stuff. I like Robbie Ray. Mariners get an A just because of the last streak right now. Or an A-. Excuse me. A-. Because this streak is impressive. I know it's not sustainable right now, but if you keep this up, you guys might catch the Astros. Wouldn't that be a story? <laughs> the Mariners win the division over the cheating Astros. I mean, I'd be happy with it. Let's move on. Let's go to a little bit more of a disappointing team. The Rangers, who are 41-49. half back, 21-26 and 26 at home, and 20-23 and 23 on the road. You spent over a billion dollars this offseason for this. Your best player, arguably is on the Yankees roster right now in Jose Trevino, or what would have been your best player this year. It sucks that Corey Seager and – uh what's his name? So, Marcus Simeon, I haven't really panned out much. Adelis Garcia's all right. I just really haven't been paying attention too much to the Rangers because they've just been so, like, bleh. Like, the pitching is eh. Okay. Nothing great. And their hitting is – eh. Not what you want. I don't know what to make of this team. I really don't. I think they're just mid. I'm giving them I'm giving them a C minus because the expectations were high. And I had high expectations for them, but they just haven't been good. They have not been good this year at all. Let's uh jump a little let's go to the West Coast for our two West Coast teams on the in California. Let's start with the Angels. I'm going to say one thing. I'm going to say one thing right now. If somehow Artie Moreno's hearing it, I hope you take this advice. Blow it up. Blow it up now. Get what you can. Because this is not going to cut it. I get it, you, drafted a lot of pitchers that one year in the draft. Whoop dee doo. And they dropped a lot of pitchers this year, too, because that's a need. But what the fuck are, is the direction of this organization? You have two of the best players in baseball. Rendon's hurt again, which sucks. You have Taylor Ward becoming a breakout star, low key. Jared Walsh was an all star last year. And you have Noah Syndergaard in rotation, which is cool. But what the fuck is this team doing? What are you doing out there? How the hell are you 39 and 53? You're 17 and 26 on the road, 22 and 27 at home. I almost said 23, excuse me. And they won two of their last 10 games. What is the direction of this franchise? You, it's not like basketball where you could spend on three or four guys and that's your team and you can go win. You can't do that in baseball. You have three high, high, high salary contracts in Rendon, Trout, and now soon going to be Otani if they pay him. I would trade him in a heartbeat. I would trade Otani. I would trade Trout, and I would trade Rendon. Hell, I'd even trade Taylor Ward. And Syndergaard. It's time to blow it up. I know Artie's meddling, goes, he overrides the GM. Artie Moreno has done nothing, done nothing to prove to me that he's the right owner for this team and that this team's going in the right direction. If you want to get Juan Soto, your ambition's at that, at that high. You're an idiot. I would never trade for Juan Soto for this team. Because what is Juan Soto going to do? You're going to have to give up O'Towney or Trout to get him, one, unless you trade literally your entire single-A, double-A, and triple-A roster and the draft picks this year. Literally just say no more triple-A, no more minor league system for the Angels. We just trade the whole thing over for Juan Soto. That's the only way you'll get him. And maybe then, maybe then, I'll be like, you know what, maybe this guy isn't the wrong guy for the job. But you are him. This team is a joke. This is a joke team. Two of the top ten players in baseball. And when healthy, Anthony Rendon's a stunt. Get out of my sight. Take your F grade and get the hell off my sight. I'm done talking about the Angels. I'm disgusted by them. And we'll go into last the uh, formerly known as Moneyball Oakland A's. Struggling a bit. And, uh... I mean, more than just a bit. They've only won 11 games at home. They're looking for a new stadium. That's a whole other thing. I can't even get into that. They still get an F grade for me, but Jesus, man. They they need it. They need a lot. They need that new stadium in Oakland. If they move to Vegas, I will be devastated because they've moved too many times as a team. Let's move on to the National League. We'll go into the NL East quickly. Not quickly. We'll go first. The Mets. Are 58 and 35 they are 28 and 15 at home and 30 and 20 on the road they're good even with all the injuries and stuff they're good they're worth the price of admission this year but there's still that thing lingering in the corner the medic when's it gonna happen when's the collapse gonna happen when is the and insurers are gonna pitch together and then get hurt together when's the bats gonna go silent when's all when's Pete gonna start striking out more When's uh, Mark Katna going to stop playing over his head? When's uh, Marte going to go back on the IL or something? Or when's Dave Peterson going to have a terrible start? When's Taiwan Walker going to implode like he did last year? I don't know if it's going to happen just because the Mets are that good this year. And I think for once they're properly managed. I am a big Buck Showalter guy, I'm a Buck fan. He's great at the S Network. I wanted him to take Boone's job, but I mean, it's not meant to be, I guess, especially at this time because he's working with the Mets. The thing with uh, that bothers me with, uh, with Cohen. or not Cohen. Yeah, Cohen. I don't know why. Gary Cohen, Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen, the owner. He acts like he thinks he knows what he's doing sometimes. He's just throwing out money because I have it. I'm willing to spend. I love the aggressiveness. Don't get me wrong. I love the – I'm going to spend. I'm going to buy a team. I'm going to buy a World Series almost. The product has to play. I looked at where he put all that money out Scherzer was the only one I felt like that earned his money maybe Marte Eduardo Escobar is on a big salary you got James McCann tied up to a lot of money and James McCann's been horrible this year for them they don't have a catcher Lindor's finally turned it around but I still think he's overpaid as hell you got to pay Pete DeGrom's opting out this year and you got to pay him I get you money coming out the ass. Now you're talking about going and trading for a Soto. You're not going to be able to trade for a Soto. I'll tell you that right now. And if you do, you're fucked at the catcher position because you're not going out and getting Contreras unless it's in free agency. And I'll tell you this right now. Juan Soto in a Mets uniform is one of my worst nightmares. But at the same time, the Mets don't have the farm to do it. They never will. I'm just not a fan of it. let's move on give the Mets right now help. they're great as an A because there's they've left me speechless I, I don't have much else to say I could just shit on them as much as I can I can try dunking on them but I can't there's not much to dump back it up besides I'd say for them they're only need the shred deadline bullpen help because Edwin Diaz has returned to form you just need another reliever to be competent and you need a catcher or a bat I think a bat would make that lineup scary if they get Contreras, or if they go out there on the first base market and get something for a little cheaper, like a Josh Bell, and move Pete Alonzo to the DH, because Pete is not a good defender, that's a scary-ass Mets team, and I would not want to see them come October with that rotation. All those guys, I would not want to see them. So move on to the Braves. Another team, grade A. I'm not even going to get too much into it. They couldn't have gotten any better than what they have already. They're on fire they are 31-20 and 20 at home, 25-18 and 18 on the road, 56-38 and 38 so far, two and a half games back to the Mets. I think they can catch him. They can catch him. There's not much needs on this team. Dansby Swanson, career year. Matt Olsen's been proving that he's a good enough Freddie Freeman replacement, and he probably should have deserved to be an all-star too, but it's just a hard league, the National League, to be an all-star first baseman. I think he should have met it. If we're talking all-around game, I think he's an all-around better player than Pete Alonso. Mets fans, you can take whatever you want take that as whatever he wants i'm hating or whatever his defensive metrics are terrible pete olsen's a bit of a better defender plus olsen's a little more athletic again not much i could say about the braves rookies michael harris good they get oscar Albie's, but or yeah they get Albie's back they'll be nasty uh phillies i guess joe girardi was the problem Bryce Harper's down for a while. You're going to need to go pick up someone at the deadline. So you need another bat. You need defense and you need pitching. Relief pitching, particularly, because you lost Ian Kennedy in free agency. But I don't know. I like the lineup a bit. I like Nick Castellanos. Reese Hoskins having a good year. I like Reese Hoskins. I think he's underrated and underappreciated. Alec Bohm's had a rough year, somewhat. JT Real Muto. I love JT Real Muto. Um,. I said, like Nick Castellanos and Kyle Swerber, where does it even end? The guy I've always wanted to be a Yankee. Kyle Swerber can hit the ball hard. And he's second in all of baseball in home runs. That is helping. Plus, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola are studs at the front of that rotation. You got another starter. That's a, good, that's a good enough rotation to compete with the Mets, maybe. Compete with some other teams rotation-wise. And if you're taking a go at a wild card or you're making a go at a playoff spot, that's what you got to do. I know you got some studs in the farm. You got um, Long Island native Logan Ohoppy. Shout out to him. Used to catch my buddy Mike in high school. St. John's legend. Long Island legend. I'm an Access Baseball guy, and I've been following Anthony Ohoppy. Logan Ohoppy. Why did I say Anthony? Jesus Christ. Logan Ohoppy. I've followed him for a long time. Big fan of his. And I think he might be best in a trade package right now, though, unfortunately for him. As much as I'd love to see him play for the Phillies, Real Muto's got that spot locked down for a while. they got to make a move for another bat or another arm. Not necessarily another bat. I think that could be, unless it's something cheap like a Joey Gallo. Or I think Josh Bell's cheap, in my opinion. Phillies get a B just because they keep winning. And they're proving me wrong. They're 24-21 at home. 25-22 on a road. And they're 49-43. Let's move to another team that could be in playoff contention, but it's cooled off a bit. The uh, Miami Marlins, a team that I honestly kind of like. I've always kind of liked them. Their franchise, at least. I love John Carlo. I loved Yelich. I like. I love Real Muto, Ozuna. I was a big Jose Fernandez guy. my God rest his soul. Forty-three and forty-eight. They're fourteen back. Twenty-two and twenty-two at home, which is kind of nice. But they're twenty-one and twenty-six on the road. Their offense starts and ends at Jazz Chisholm and Miguel Rojas sometimes. They need more help offensively. Jorge Soler has not figured it out. We need some Soler power again. I don't know. It'll, it'll come. It'll come because Jorge Soler is a powerheader. Hopefully. and Hopefully this isn't the end of Jorge Soler. But we'll see what goes on with him. The pitching, Lopez, Alcantara, Rogers. I don't know if Rogers has been as good this year, but I know Alcantara and Lopez have been... Two aces at the front of that pen. Not pen, that rotation. They're going to be there for a long time. And that team's not going anywhere. I don't think the playoffs this year are realistic. But, hey, this is a good-ass team. This is a good-ass team. Get some bats. It's a good team. And the NL is a good division, then. Marlins, your grade is a B-minus. Bravo. Washington Nationals, I'm not even going to talk about them besides Juan Soto's trade. They're 15 and 36 at home, 16 and 27 on the road. They're 31 and 63 and 27 and a half games out. The season's over. The season is over. I'm sorry, Washington. You guys are terrible. I know it's tank season, but I just wonder what the return for Juan Soto's going to look like. Great F. Next, NL Central, Brewers. Pitching's been electric. Wake Christian Yelich up. Grade B, Cardinals. They need a catcher. Call up the Cubbies. I'm gonna fly through this division because this division's terrible. I'm sorry. I know they're a game and a half out. The Brewers are 50 and 43. The Cardinals are 50 and 44. They have a losing record on the road. The Cardinals. The Brewers have winning records on both sides, home and away. Cardinals have nine. Or 29-20 at home. I don't know what it is. The pixie dust is working. Let's see what they do. They need some help with the deadline if they want to go anywhere, though. Same with the Brewers, but the Cardinals need a little bit more help. Speaking of the Brewers, real quick, I just want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Big Fitz from Long Island. St. Anthony's grad and a Rutgers recent grad drafted recently by the Brewers. Big shout-out to you. Maybe you'll become a good pitcher in the Brewers system. You're living out every kid's dream, too. That is awesome and good for you, man. I wish you nothing but the best. You probably don't remember me, but... I remember you, dude. This is awesome. Congrats. It's big for Long Island baseball. Pirates, terrible outside of Jose Quintana. Brian Hayes and O'Neal Cruz are very interesting pieces, and I like them long-term. As long as you keep it going. As long as... The direction right now is still just getting some pieces, getting some assets. Get an asset for Jose Quintana, that might be good. Because you got fleeced in a Tyone trade, and you got fleeced harder in the Clay Holmes trade, because look how bad that looks on you guys. Just get a prospect and start winning again. Grade D. Cardinals grade, by the way, if I didn't say it already, was a B also. Pirates grade D. Cubs grade F. You thought you were going to compete this year. You're not competing at all. You are... You have lost nine of your last 10. You're 14.5 out in a very bad division. No winning records at home or on the road. At least the Pirates are 20 and 23 at home. You're 18 and 32 at home. You are three and a half games back behind the Pirates. The Pirates are a third place team in this division. That's how bad you are. Grade F. Reds. Reds. At least you have Luis Castillo kind of guiding you a bit. You had a big series win over the Yankees recently. I'll give you a grade D, even though you're in last place, because you started off 3 and 23. Luis Castillo's a dog. You better get a top prospect for him or a high ranked prospect that you can build around. Because I love Jonathan India. Joey Vado's kind of done, unfortunately. But I love Jonathan India. And please build the team around Jonathan India. We're gonna take a little bit more time here on the NL West. The Dodgers are 60 and 30. 30 and 13 at home. 30 and 17 on the road. Look at that. Pretty much even splits. And they've won nine of their last ten. They closed out hot. Put some space on themselves. They're my National League favorites still. I still don't think they'll make it to the World Series because this team feels a little different than last year, and it's not, or the last couple of years, it's not as electric, not as scary, should I say. But they're good. They're really good. Their grade is a A minus right now. They could be better, but they're not as good as they should be they got to turn back on the Bellinger bot because Bellinger is terrible. He's been so bad. Oh, my God. At least the pitching's good. At least everything else has been good enough where they could pull away. Next up is the Padres. Bravo. Bravo, bravo, bravo. You needed this after this last, you know, terrible year. C.J. Abrams. Pretty solid defender. Pretty solid shortstop. I'm not bad for a top prospect. Rotation's got names. But it could be better. AJ Peller's gonna make a big move at the deadline. That's my hot take. He's gonna be active, he's gonna be looking, but I don't know what the move is. Whether it's Soto or not. I'll give him a B plus, because that was awesome. Awesome. Giants, grade C minus. They're forty eight and forty three. This is a team I expected to be championship contenders. They look terrible this year not terrible. They look terrible compared to last year. They're 12 and a half back. They're almost... They're just a game over 500 on the road. They're 26 and 22 at home. They've won 7 of their last 10, which is awesome, but... What have you done for me lately? You're two and a half games out of the Padres. I think you're a better team than the Padres. Lock in. Let's go. Second half, baby. Maybe see what you can get for Jock. If not, you got to bring in a Soto. Or you got to bring in a big piece like Castillo. Something needs help here. Let's go to the Rockies. Big what the hell. I'm giving them a grade of a C. They're 18 and a half back. They have a winning record at home. Last year they had a great record at home. But terrible on the road. That's the same case this year. Away from Coors, they're 15 and 27. They're also 7 of their last 10 that they have won. I'm giving them a C because I don't know what the hell this team's direction is. I don't get it. Chris Bryant's back, so maybe that'll help you a bit, but I still don't know what the hell this direction is. And finally, we got the Snakes. The Snacks. The D-backs. The 2001 World Series Champion D-backs. I'm going to give him a C. Minus. You're 21 back, but you're 40 and 52. That's a little better than I thought you'd be. And you have a respectable-ish record at home at 22 and 26. For this kind of team, I, I think that's respectable you've won 22 games this far. And you're four games below 500 at home. That's not terrible for a team like this. But you're 18-26 on a road. That's what's killing you. And you lost seven of your last ten. And that's it for this, section, this segment. Those are our grades. I guess we'll get into some quick Soto discussion. And maybe not Soto. We'll talk about Soto later. We'll talk about him. I'll do a midweek episode. I'll do a midweek Soto episode. I'll redo that one. How does that sound? I'll do a, a Soto episode tomorrow. And I'll be live tomorrow. I might even try to go live on Instagram for it. That'd be kind of cool. Or Live on YouTube something. If I can or can't, I'll announce it on the podcast website. Um, What was I going to look for? I was looking at some news. Um... I guess trade deadline is gonna be the next really big thing for baseball outside of this all-star game i can give you i guess my quick all-star game predictions i think the american league is gonna beat the national league by a score of seven to three the all-star game mvp is gonna be john carlos stanton who's gonna hit a three-run home run in the first thing and then hit an rbi double in his next at bat that's a bold claim but the source here is trust me bro source here is trust me bro trust me bro I mean I believe I'm running out of time here I guess I'll touch on a few things real quick we'll do a final wrap-up real quick Um, I'll get quickly into the Knicks I know basketball I'm just gonna wrap up everything right here I'm gonna wrap up all sports uh, Knicks and Jazz will re-engage at some point jazz are not going to necessarily move quickly new york is motivated to get a mitchell deal done but they're also motivated not to just give up everything for him that's nice to hear uh baseball jump back matt carpenter is raking matt carpenter is on an elite list he is one of four yankees all time to ever have multiple games of seven rbis in a season it's him. Joe DiMaggio 1940. Lou Gehrig did it twice in thir- 1934 and 1930. And Babe Ruth in 1929. Um, let's see what else. According to Buster Only, he spoke with general managers. And he believes that Juan Soto will be traded in the next 15 days before this year's trade deadline. A lot of people are uh, saying that that deal is going to turn out to be the Herschel Walker deal. Crazy stuff like that. Um, I'm kind of going all over the place here. I'm sorry about that. I just don't know what else to talk about right now. I think I might just end it here. I think that's our show. Um, it's been great. Through three episodes, I'm really enjoying this. And the few people that have listened, and have listened, like, seriously, not just, you know, open it for the sits and giggles, and I've made it through the episodes. I want to thank you guys so much for that. Remember, uh, if you want to subscribe to the Knicks, the Knicks World of Sports, I almost said Knicks of Polar Show. The Nick, if you want to subscribe to Nick's World of Sports, go to anchor.fm. Go to my profile. The profile link is in my Instagram bio, by the way, at Nick's World of Sports. Subscribe for $5 a month. You'll get ex- exclusive access to live streams, free merch. You'll get my personal gambling picks. You'll get full gambling picks, and more. $5. And you'll have access to my private phone where you can call and leave messages or even potentially have your calls answered on the show. Wouldn't that be cool? All right, that's our show. Uh, thank you again. And uh, if you haven't already, make sure to watch episode one of The Captain, the ESPN Films edition of the Derry Jeter story. Episode one was awesome last night. I stayed up late after the Home Run Derby. I watched it. I think it's about to be just as good as the last dance. And the last dance is the greatest documentary I've ever seen. So make sure you're tuned into that. Make sure you're tuning in to episode two on Thursday. There will be another episode out tomorrow. I'm going to do the whole Juan Soto episode all over again. Cause I lost the file for it and I feel terrible. I didn't get to talk about it as much. That's huge news. Maybe we'll talk about the all-star game tomorrow. We'll get more into the Donovan Mitchell thing. I kind of mentioned it at the end there as I'm jumping around. It's been awesome today, guys. Thank you for tuning in. And I will see you next time. Sapola. out. Peace.